Hello and welcome to the ARC Podcast, episode number 10. I'm Adam Savadas. And I'm Joy Fabry. We're so glad you're here. Uh, we have an exciting episode today because we're going to talk to another Tyndale employee, Adam Graber. He came here to talk about the Message Bible and what he does here at Tyndale. Mm-hmm. But before we get into that, we wanted to let you know that Tyndale.com will be relaunching in February. And for the first time ever, you will be able to purchase directly from the site. And we recently had a site called Tyndale Direct where you could purchase uh, products, but now we're gonna have everything that Tyndale.com has and Tyndale Direct merged into one. Yeah, and even if you aren't sure you're gonna you're gonna buy anything, you should still check it out because it's beautifully designed. It's all new design, mobile friendly, and there's some really cool content pieces and videos and everything you can think of having to do with our books you can find there. So you should check that out. It's Tyndale.com. And this podcast, the ARC, will be on there as well in addition to newsletters and e-devos. Um, really the latest from Tyndale, how you can get connected and uh, fed spiritually. Mm-hmm. And we have an exciting sale coming up in February that we will tell you all about in our next episode, but that's that's just a teaser. You'll be able to get 20% off with a promo code that we'll give you in our next episode. So that's some incentive to come back and, and listen. Yes, that will be episode 11, so make sure you stay tuned. <laughs> And now here's our conversation with Adam Graber. Today we are here with, uh, how do you say your first name? Adam. Oh, wow. (laughs) It's very similar to mine. Adam Graber. Yes. Is that how you say your last name? You you got it just right. (laughs) It's pretty pretty easy to pronounce. Uh, You're famous for always, uh, I always get your emails. Oh yeah, Tyndale. That's true. But we should say who you are. We've been. Uh, I'm Adam, and I've been working on the Message Bible for about two years, uh, and I do the product development and marketing uh, for the Message, which basically means that I get to see every Message Bible from uh, its earliest stages all the way to it being published and putting it in the hands of people. So I get to really shepherd it through the whole publishing process, which I really enjoy. Hmm. And you work here at Tyndale with us. Right. right. In an office with no windows. In an office with no windows, <laughs> but there is a door, so <laughs> fortunately I can still get out somehow. <laughs> now, Adam, do you work with anyone else? Do you have a team that helps you through this, or is it more of your own thing? I am not on my own. If I was, uh, we would be in trouble. No, I, yeah, I work with a team um, at uh, Nav Press, which is a partner of ours. And uh, there's a the, the publisher and uh, one of the primary editors uh, oversees um, the message and its its publication. Um, and I'm really um, helping to serve them. Uh, through what we do here at Tyndale. And then on the Tyndale side, uh, there's a team of um, at least eight or 10 people that I'm really working with on a pretty regular basis, uh, talking about all the different parts of the publishing process to really make it happen. And um, 
so yes, I'm, I'm definitely not alone. I depend on a lot of people, uh, including you guys, uh, <laughs> to really bring the message uh, and, and give it to the people who are listening to this podcast. Mm-hmm. And if you're curious what he means by us, go back and listen to episode one of the arc to hear what Joy and I have done. But you've you've already done that, assuming that you're big fans of the podcast. Tra- <laughs> talking directly to the listeners right now, tearing down the fourth wall. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Oh. So how long have you worked here at Tyndale? Let's see. In February, it will be 10 years. Oh. It's been, it's been a good... Uh, long time. I I don't know that I expected to be here that long, but I don't know that I had plans to go anywhere else either. Um, yeah, before this I was working uh, as a Bible editor um, on the New Living Translation, and when this opportunity came up with Nav Press and with the, the message, I, I couldn't pass it up, so... Mm-hmm. What are your hopes for the brand in 2016? Do you come up with plans at the beginning of the year, or you, do you do that sometime mid-year for Tyndale's fiscal year? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit of it. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> there are definitely some big picture things that we are that we want to do each year with the message, um, but there's also the fact that uh, a lot of what we do is centered on the, the new Bibles that we're releasing. So both of those things are happening at the same time. Um, you know, I think we'll continue to do a lot of what we've been doing just in terms of really connecting with uh, our fans. Um, we've had a great uh, response on places like Twitter. Um, at the message, you can find us there. Uh, we've really, yeah, we've connected. Um, our fan base is growing, and we've had a we've had a lot of fun connecting with those people um, who are already excited about the message, who are experiencing the message for the first time, and um, experiencing the surprise that comes with reading the message. And so, um, we're looking for ways to connect with them and. Um, and hear what they're excited about, what they're interested in. Um, and then uh, in terms of uh, new Bibles, we're looking to create some Bibles that are more affordable. Um, we've kind of been on the high end of the Bible um, price price tag, and so we want to make some more Bibles that um, make it more affordable for a lot of people to experience the message for maybe the first time. So that's a big part of what we're doing this year. Um, sometime this year, we're uh, we're doing a we'll be doing with some of our fans a Twitter takeover, which means that um, we're already in the process of connecting with a couple fans who have who are just you know they're already tweeting about the message on a regular basis, and so we're like, hey, <laughs> we would love for you to take over our our Twitter handle for a couple of days and. And we'll post whatever, uh, whatever passages from the message are your favorite. So, that's one fun thing I'm excited about this year. Hmm. So, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned fans, and then you're saying about social media followers. Is there like an average descriptor of like a what 
who a fan of the message is, or is it kind of all over the all over the place? That's a great question. <laughs> I would say that uh, the message really appeals to two audiences, uh, two groups of people. The one is people who have maybe never read the Bible before. They aren't super familiar with it, or um, or they're new to Christianity, they're new to church, and so the message is really a great Bible to kind of introduce them to, to the Bible and to what the Word of God says. Um, and it's an easy way, uh, a more, um, I guess a more literary way to read the Bible. Um, they're going to read long passages. So that's one group, people who are new to the Bible. The other group is uh, people who have been on kind of the other end. They maybe grew up in church or they've been going to church for 40 years and they've heard the same passages preached on. They've heard it in the same translation for most of their lives. And so, and, and, and I'm actually more in that camp. Uh, you know, I've been... I've grown up in the church, and, and when that happens, you hear these Bible passages over and over, and they just start to go on autopilot. And so you listen to them, and you, you just sort of tune them out. And I think, as, as for myself, being in that camp, when I've uh, read the message, it just really um, it catches you off guard, and it, it throws off that cadence that you're used to, and allows you to hear um, scripture in a new way. Um, and, and that's been a really fun thing. I, and I think a lot of people, the, the reason a lot of people are tweeting about it, posting about it on Facebook, is that they have those experiences where they are, are caught off guard in some way by, by the message when they read it. And so they're excited and they want to share that. And, um, and so, you know, my... My hope is that we can continue to connect with those those two groups, people who have never read the Bible and people who have read it for a really long time, um, because I think the message can connect with both of them, maybe in different ways, but um, I think it, it is helpful to them because of that. Mm -hmm. It seems like marketing the message allows you to engage in a way that a lot of people at Tyndale can engage with the customer. Mm -hmm. So what are some of your favorite things about marketing the message? Is it working with people? Is it the concept behind it, strategy? Oh, man. <laughs> yes, all those things, really. Um, I do really uh, enjoy connecting with the people. Uh, Adam and I were able to be at a conference earlier uh, last year, and we just had the chance to connect with some of those people who, who really are excited about the message. We and took just lots the, of selfies. We took a lot of <laughs> selfies, it's true. It, you, you could actually find pictures on on the Twitter feed if you so desire. Scroll back to October. Yeah. Um, that was not necessarily our intent, but there it happened. <laughs> we ended up being the face of the message so for a couple days. Um, but hearing, hearing stories, talking with people face-to-face, one guy sent me a story afterwards. I think I shared it with you, Joy. Uh, when, I mean, this guy, you know, kind of grew up in the church and kind of just sort of had tuned out the Bible. Um, and it wasn't until he 
uh, read a read read the Bible in the message that he kind of reconnected with his faith, and uh, and today he's a, a worship pastor, mm. and I think that's just a really cool story. And I'm sure you know those stories happen with um, every Bible translation, but it's just it's fun to connect with those people and hear their stories, um, and to know that uh, the message is is truly you know changing people's lives. Um, so yeah, connecting with people, um, I do definitely enjoy, uh, the strategy of, of marketing. Um, it's, uh, it's always changing with social media and, and the internet in general. It makes it super challenging as you guys know. And, and, and that's a good sort of, it's a good challenge. Um, but, you know, we're also all experiencing these changes together. Um, we're not just, you know, marketers. We're also, you know, people who buy books and um, spend time on social media. So we, we know the experience from that side, too. And um, so it's just kind of fun to be in that world and, and try and figure out, okay, what is Facebook doing today? I do not get it. Or like... Um, or, you know, watching trending hashtags on Twitter where, like, new social networks popping up. Like, is it worth it to try this out? The, the one this week I saw was called Peach. Peach. Like, do I even want yep. to? Yeah. What peach? What's Peach? I, I, don't, know. I don't even know. <laughs> I, it's, you know, it's probably all the kids today. Yeah. The kids right. today are on Peach. So you go I on guess. and reserve your username and wait for it to get popular. See if it, wait for all your friends to, to go on there. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's usually what yeah. I do. <laughs> I have a question that's not on our question list. Perfect. Okay. So you came from editorial and then into like marketing and product development. Are you do you feel like you're using different parts of your brain or does it feel like Absolutely. In, <laughs> do you feel like your time in editorial has helped anything with, with marketing or do you feel like you're just starting fresh? Uh, I, I routinely feel like I'm using new parts of my brain (laughs) and they're very underdeveloped. Um, do I think it helped? Do I think editorial helped me? Um, definitely understanding the process from the editorial side and understanding how long it takes to create a Bible to create a good Bible, um, it definitely makes me uh, more patient um, in terms of how long the process takes. Uh, because a, a typical Bible is like the equivalent of about 10 books, 10 or 12 books. So, you know, if you think how long would it take to consecutively publish 12 books, <laughs> it just takes a while. Um, and sort of understanding that side of it. Uh, but yeah, there's there's tons of new things, um, like any job I think, where you're mm-hmm. you're learning new skills and um, new sides to any business. It's uh, it's more relational than than editorial. Um, you know, people walk up to the editorial department and joke about how quiet quiet it is um 
And when I was up there, I never, I didn't feel that quite as much. But now that I am not in that department, I recognize it a lot more. Um, yeah, there's, there's a relational component. <laughs> so Adam, have you met Eugene Peterson? I have. Okay, tell us about oh, him. Oh man, it was so great. Uh, and you should, I don't think, I don't know if we mentioned this in case anybody doesn't know, he's the one that translated the, right. the message. Right, Eugene Peterson is the translator of the message. He worked with about 20 scholars who reviewed his translation. Um, both New Testament and Old Testament scholars from around the country, uh, people he had connections with or um, was put in, put in contact with as a result of this project. Um, but yeah, Eugene Peterson was a pastor for 30 years. Um, and then, you know, he, he kind of saw this uh, in, his, in his own congregation where people were had grown up in the church or, or just knew the Bible, you know, back to back and, um, or cover to cover, not back to back, cover to cover. Um, they knew it cover to cover, but for that reason, they kind of had tuned it out. And he was trying to figure out a way to help them hear the, hear the message, hear the Bible the way he read it himself. Um, when when he read it in the in the Greek and the Hebrew, it just got him excited. But he couldn't he couldn't figure out how to get his congregation excited. And finally, he just started translating the the Bible for them, and uh, and he found that it really connected with them. And so, um, you know, over the course of time, it it eventually became the message. But and I think he he managed to achieve that ac across the whole Bible. Um, but yeah, I had, I had the chance to meet Eugene Peterson, uh, at his home. He lives in Montana now and, uh, we flew out there and met with him and, uh, he is, he is a delightful person. <laughs> um, he, he has a, a smile that, that just lights lights up a room as they say um he's uh and yet he he has a very uh a face that's just um thoughtful and engaged um you can tell that nothing really gets by him even if he he doesn't um even if it doesn't show up on his face you can see that his eyes catch everything uh but he he's a he he's a very uh soft-spoken man and yet uh you can tell he's opinionated and uh he he has strong convictions um but one of the things i appreciated most in talking with him was um he was just he expressed this conviction that uh people are not projects and he learned that as a pastor that you when you engage with a person, when you engage with someone in your congregation, those people are, are people with real lives. And, and he as a pastor had all these um, goals for his church or um, things that he wanted to accomplish, ambitions he had. Um, but over time, he, he learned that uh, these people are not a means to another end. They're not, they're not 
volunteers to help him launch a ministry or, um, or, or resources to help him fill seats or, you know, do evangelism even necessarily. His, his goal, or his, uh, he understood that, or he just recognized that people are, are not projects, they're, they're people. And you kind of have to take them as they are. And, um, and I definitely felt just sort of that conviction coming out of him just in talking with him. He, uh, he, he was very present, um, just willing to engage with the people that were there. Um, and, and that was really, uh, it was a huge highlight for me, um, I was so grateful to be able to go and meet him. Um, and uh, one thing I did want to share with your listeners was uh, there's a, a documentary being made about him. Um, and I've seen, I've seen some early uh, footage, and it's just really great. And I think, um, you know, it's hard to know when you watch a video or a documentary, like, is this accurate? Does it get edited? You know, does this really reflect this person? And I, I have to say, like, watching watching the clips I saw, it just really, I felt like, yeah, his, his person really comes through. His personality comes through. His spirit comes through. And so, uh, yeah, if you, if you follow us on Twitter, uh, we'll be sure to let you know when that's out so you can hear about it and, uh, and, and, and check it out because it's, it's just really cool. It'll be like, it's like a, like a 18 to 20 minute short film. And I know that the uh, uh, director and producer are um, submitting it to various uh, film, um, I don't know what those things festivals. are called. Film festivals, thank you, <laughs> uh, around around the country. So cool. it'll be, I think it should be out this, this spring. And do you know how old Eugene is? Yeah, I think, I think he just turned 85 in the fall. Yeah, so he's on the old yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. He's, wow. he's got white hair. Um, I think he used to have red hair, hmm. which, you know, uh, reminds you that he's got a little fire in him somewhere. He does. Yeah. Yes. That must have been incredible to be with him and mm-hmm. just give you even more passion for what you do. Yeah, because absolutely. You know, correctly handling the word of God is a responsibility. You know. Yeah, I handle it with fear and trembling yes. for sure. <laughs> um, well, on that same topic, um, how do you? Where would you put the messages? Like, so you used to work in the NLT. A yeah, lot, right. Which is New New Living Translation, which Tindo also publishes. How does that compare to the to the NLT? Where do they? How are they in relation to each other? Yeah, well, so the the New Living Translation is what you would call a committee translation, meaning that um, individual scholars uh, worked on either single books or groups of books that were somewhat connected. Um, and so, you know, there's there's advantages to having, you know, groups of people working on groups of books uh and it's an advantage that um that brings like all the best uh scholarship to each each aspect um of that translation uh 
maybe one thing that it, it is more difficult in a translation like that is is to have a, a style that feels um, consistent or to even have uh, a tone or or um, even some of the humor maybe can kind of get lost in in a translation like that it, it can feel a little more um, a little more strict I guess yeah. and when Eugene set out to translate the message he tried to do that originally he tried to um, you know have this kind of strict translation but he just found that it it just kind of sucked the life right out of him he said and he he just he just knew he said it was as bad as I thought it would be <laughs> and so eventually he he just started to um, translate you know he, he 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 found himself in in Matthew 5 the Beatitudes and was like well I'll just sort of you know work through these really fast um, and and kind of do what I want and and as he did you know he finished the Beatitudes in like 10 minutes he said and he took it up and he read it to his wife who was upstairs and she she had to sit down <laughs> because it was so moving and and he and he said that's when I found my voice, um, and so you know if you get the chance to read the Beatitudes, that's that's I think where the message kind of started, um, and so if you want to get a good taste of it, uh, start there in, in Matthew five because that's where it started for Eugene too I think, um, but he he has. I hesitate to call it a playfulness, but there is a playfulness to the way that he's translated the message. Um, but it's also, he, he does, one of the things I appreciate mo most that he does is he has these turns of phrase. Um, and uh, I wrote a few down that I, I thought I'd share with your listeners. One is from Romans 9.25. It says, uh, Hosea put it well. I'll call nobodies and make them somebodies. I'll call the unloved and make them be loved. <laughs> That's what Eugene Peterson does, um, and he and he does it so consistently through the through the whole Bible. He he has these turns of phrase that just make you go, hmm, <laughs> yeah, like I've never thought about it that way, and it just it surprises you. It catches you off guard, and I think. Um, that's that's why the message is so is so good at what it does um, getting people out of their sort of comfort zone because it it is uncomfortable at times you're you, you read it and you think man is that really what that means <laughs> and and you know and I hear people say I you know I read that passage in the message and I had to go back to my my preferred translation or my my other normal Bible and I had to check and I'm like oh <laughs> Yeah, it does. <laughs> I've never read it that way before. Um, and, and that's just one of the cool things that I think the message does and that Eugene achieves with it. So, Well, I think you have your next marketing catchphrase. The Bible that makes you go, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I like it. Hmm. I like it. Have you read the message from cover to cover? I have not read it cover to cover, I'm sad hey. to say. Um, resolution for the year. Right, <laughs> right. 
Uh, I'm not a very disciplined person when it comes to reading the Bible through in a year. Yeah. Uh, for some reason. Uh, but the advantage of that is that I get to experience the message and experience the Bible new for the first time um, whenever I get to sit down and, and read a passage from the message. So mm -hmm. that's still, it's still new in a lot of ways, which I really enjoy. And so I can um, share that with, I can share that experience with uh, people on Twitter, people on Facebook, and hopefully mm -hmm. share it with people like your listeners. Mm -hmm. And speaking of readings, the Message 100 is one of the newest products. Can yeah. you tell us about that? Yeah. The Message 100. Um, Which is a great segue from your uh, reading the Bible in a year. Yes. Right. That's right. true. Right. So <laughs> it was a little bit, I'll admit, kind of a, like, self, not a selfish project, but, like, it was a project that I would, um, that I would buy, that I would be interested in. So uh, it's a chronological of it's a chronological edition of the message in 100 readings. And the reason we chose 100 readings, we thought about doing, you know, 365 readings. But that's been done before. <laughs> and with the message, we we don't always do what's been done before, mm -hmm. you know? And so we wanted we wanted to break it out of I have to read it on a daily basis every day for a whole year. For me, that's like drudgery, <laughs> and it takes the joy out of out of reading. Um, becomes homework. It becomes homework, yeah. <laughs> and so we wanted to kind of break it free from that daily reading uh, idea. Not that that's a bad thing, because there's a lot of people who have read the Bible through in a year because of that, and I think it's I think it's awesome. Um, but we wanted to free people from that who maybe want to read it in a more um, leisurely pace or, or at a pace that fits their own lifestyle. Because there are moms out there who are, you know, busy with kids or there are college students who just can't get to it because they have lots of other reading. And, and we, so we wanted to create a Bible that they could read, read through in 100 chapters, essentially. Um, it's the entire Bible but it's broken, uh, broken up, it's arranged chronologically, and then uh, you read it in 100 readings. And um, I think each reading would take about 45 minutes. So it's a longer um, portion, or it's a longer, pass pa mm, it's a longer segment of time. But the message is designed for that. The message is designed for people to, to read long passages and to just kind of get lost in the story. Um, and so, we think, I think that the message uh, is is perfect in this format, so that people can can actually read the entire Bible mm -hmm. in a hundred readings. Mm -hmm. And is there a reason you did it chronological versus straight through? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, we wanted to capture a bit of the the story of the Bible, um, and people who like fiction, people who enjoy a good story, want to kind of read it from beginning to end. And so, yeah, we kind of wanted to put it into that format so that people could read uh, from beginning to end and they wouldn't have to like kind of necessarily put pieces together uh, themselves. This way they can read it through 
uh, every every one of the 100 readings has an introduction to it that sort of um, will help people if, if they've you know haven't read it for a month they can just jump back in and read that passage and uh, they can read that introduction and and get back up to speed and and it tells them kind of okay what's coming up what should I be looking for um, what should I be paying attention to and and where's where's the kind of golden thread of God's story throughout that whole thing so mm-hmm. yeah and I think you do you have an endorsement from we do yeah yeah too? man uh, you, you guys are just serving them up today it's more than endorsement. it's more than an endorsement yeah we uh, yeah so Eugene somehow became friends with this uh, semi-well-known musician. His name is Bono. Uh, He's a singer for this little band called U2. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got their album for free on my iPhone a couple years ago. You and everybody else (laughs) in the world, right. Um, Yeah, so... uh, as we were putting this Bible together, we reached out to some of his people because, like, this is a person who actually has people, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> uh, and and said, hey, would you be willing to write a foreword for this Bible? Kind of told him what it was about and, um, and just sort of out of the goodness of his heart, um, out of his friendship with Eugene, uh, said, yeah, I'd love to. And so Bono wrote, a forward, uh, it's maybe two pages in the front of the message 100, and uh, and it, it's just it's very generous, and uh, you can tell that um, it just comes out of a, a a place of reverence that that he has for uh, the Bible, and and uh, out of a respect for Eugene. Um, and so, yeah, it was it was super fun. Like, you know, we didn't know for the longest time through the whole process whether this was going to happen, and whether this whether Bono would actually write a forward. We heard, yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. But you know, until it's in your hands, you're just never quite sure, right? So, it just felt too good to be true, and and so we were super excited that um, that he was willing to do it, and uh, and just the he he himself. Uh, as you know, is is an amazing writer, and he used words I'd never heard of. Uh, and I'm an editor, mm-hmm. uh, and so just it was fun to to read that and and um, kind of hear how he thinks about thinks thinks about God's word. Um, it's cool to hear from someone like that because it's not not always that typical. Mm-hmm. Nice. And if people want to learn more, they can go to the message100.com. Yep, message100, the, the message100.com. Yeah, you can uh, check it out. You can actually read the first reading. You can download the first reading for your, your iPad or Kindle, and we'll, uh, we'll share that with you. And then um, you can check out the rest. You can check out the Bible and see what it looks like and so forth. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And it's the message on Twitter, right? Yeah, at the message. And what else? Facebook. And, yeah, on Facebook, for some reason, it's a little hard to find for some people. If you search for the Message Bible, I'm actually not sure it comes up. But if you if you go up into the um, 
http whatever that what's that called the address bar yeah, the url there you go if you go to the url and just add so it's facebook.com slash the message bible and you'll be able to find us there well it's been really fun having you thank you podcast we'll have to have you back i would i would love to come back we can shoot the breeze again (laughs) yeah i'd love to have you read more passages from the message that would be awesome (laughs) um thanks for having me yeah and connect with the message online and uh we will talk to you next time